0: Hello guys, and welcome back to the RS Weekly Podcast with me, Reese, and, and... Me, Sam. Now, before we go anywhere, guys, I just want to kind of explain. If it sounds like Sam's sat in another room, it's because we're keeping the government guidelines and we're keeping two metres apart. So if it sounds like he's trying to shout at you, we apologise. Um this podcast is going to be covering the midweek games from the Bundesliga and looking forward to the weekend's games which we predict predicting the scores and we're currently in a little mini-league, aren't we Sam, where we're tallying up the points and so on, I think you got a point last night, I've got a big fat zilch
1: Yeah, we'll get on to them
0: yeah, when we'll get, we get on there, to them mate. later, guys.
1: Yeah, I'm currently 1-0 uh, up out of 4. Yep. We, we have got two other people in it as well, Jack and Ben.
0: Yeah, we've got two of our mates from Sheffield. Um, They're joining in our little mini-league. To be fair, I think it's something we can do going forward. We can actually get like a proper league yeah. where we put a, like certain cash prizes in. and Yeah, we're looking at that anyway, which is a thought for another podcast. But... Mm. Basically guys, we're going to get straight into it um, The first game, or the 1st midweek mid-week game Was the 5.30 kickoff. We spoke about this on the last podcast F- uh, Borussia Dortmund versus Bayern Munich um, Yeah, we'll get straight into it Do have to The game started off at a really fast pace um, And especially from Dortmund They actually created a chance in the first minute And to be honest with you Throughout the first few minutes, both sides can count themselves unlucky not to have scored, really. Um, I think the most notable chance went to Dortmund first, falling to Erling Haaland, who actually rounded Manuel Neuer um, and then tried to side-foot the ball into the net, but Jerome Boateng was waiting on the line. Um, yeah, I, I mean, to be, to be honest with you, though, Bayern had... Quite a, f- a good few chances as well in the first half. Serge Gnabry got an- his effort, played off the line by Lukasz um obviously after the Erling Highland chance. In terms of possession, the game was fairly even, I thought. I'd be interested to see what you think, but I thought the-, the first half was fairly even in terms of possession and chances created.
1: Yeah, I think Dortmund looked really good going forward in the first 5-10 minutes, especially with um, Guerrero and... Um, Hakimi and Hazard um, but yeah I think my standout that player in that first half was Delaney and going into the second half I don't understand why I got brought off because I thought he was outstanding Didn't We
0: middle. We said straight away didn't we because I, I, I FaceTimed you at half time and I said to you, I cannot understand why they took Thomas Delaney off. I no. thought he was having a storming game. He didn't. He, was... he looked very strong and he looked like the kind of player that Dortmund needed in the centre of the pitch. Especially if you ain't got Witzel there. Mm. You haven't got that big, strong, imposing central midfielder that you need. I mean, I think Hummels come off as well at half-time as well. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did. yeah, he did, didn't he? That was but a bit also, of a blow, I think. he brought
1: Hummels off the last game as well, which... I can't I don't know I, if Hummels is a hundred percent fit. yet may, uh,
0: Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, I'd be interested to read into that a little bit because I think them two changes completely changed the complex of the game, mm. like the way it was going. I thought that Thomas Delaney was really holding his own against because that buying midfield. I mean, that was with without Thiago. Do you know what I mean? That maestro in midfield who can play a pass at, through the eye of a needle. I mean, they had Kimmich and Goretzka in there, which is a tough pair to to play against. Kimmich's mm. got a great footballing brain.
1: I think another good player was uh Pischek. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, I, well. do you know
0: what? We said didn't we? Um Lucas Pischek for his age and the servant he's been for Borussia Dortmund over the years, what a first half he had. It I wasn't. thought he was outstanding. He put some brilliant challenges
1: yeah, in. Yeah, he did. But some outstanding challenges, especially that one on Lewandowski, where you just come in from the side and you Yeah, he just it's kind of sweep the ball, ball away, ball.
0: didn't he? I thought that's, I mean, because Lewandowski, he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. He's actually quite quick across the ground. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. It's because, I mean, you look at the other players, he's got the either side of him, he's got Gnabry one side and Coman on the other. I mean, they're just flyers, aren't they? But, I mean, in the second half as well, um, Think it was
1: Alfonso Davis, but an outstanding tackling, and the referee gave a free kick, and he booked him.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't, and I couldn't believe, believe
1: how he did that. It was a great tackle. He won the ball, clear as daylight.
0: Honestly, I, I, I listen Well, I watched um, like a little montage of Dave because I actually saw him when he played in the MLS for Vancouver Whitecaps. And, and bear in mind, at this moment, he was only seventeen, and I thought this kid's got talent. Like so quick. Because well. he because he actually started on a right midfield position uh, for Vancouver, and I know it's the MLS think of that what you want, but I mean the guy looked, he had so much talent. And when he when he went to Bayern Munich, I thought they mean business here. I thought that they, they see something in this lad. And wh- did you see the thing about Thomas Muller? Yeah, I was about to say like, the, the little, the little I
1: was howling. little meep,
0: meep. But, Yeah, um, he's, um I mean his recovery pace is up there with some of the best I've seen. He's he's like on a power with Bellerin mm-hmm. for me. Like in his recovery pace. Um, But anyway, just quickly, um, before we move on to the second half and kind of the action. I mean, if you look at the possession stats, Bayern having 52% of the ball in the first half to Dortmund's 48. Now, I actually thought Dortmund had more of the ball, but I think it was more the last 10-15 minutes Bayern kind of took a hold of the game, Um, eventually leading to a goal for Joshua Kimmich. Um what's your opinion I, on the uh, uh, well the keeper needs to do better. I knew what he was going to ask me straight away. I think berkey has got to do better there. Uh, look, around, I, so. I understand, right? I'm not a goalkeeper, yeah. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm, you know, this top-class goalkeeper that knows what he's doing. I just think if you're backpedaling like that, your first your first if your first instinct should be to try and parry it away or knock it over the bar. Mm. You can't try to claw the ball out because I mean Lewandowski. To be fair, I think Lewandowski. If, if Berkey would have clawed the ball out, I think Lewandowski would have got there and t- and scored a tapping essentially. But I, I just think Berkey's got to do better there. I mean Berkey actually looked fairly decent on Tuesday night. I thought his shot stopping was decent. He, he looked fairly good with commanding his area. Um, I, don't get me wrong, Kimmich is a. I genuinely believe he's a world class footballer. Great,
1: Even to do the, to do what he did against Berkey was just, just ridiculous. Oh, he like
0: absolute top binage do you know what I mean like the guy he's so talented and I think I applaud him for doing it and my heart sank when he scored because I think I kind of knew then that Bayern with the just constant well-oiled machine that they are they just seem to be able to grind it out I mean Dortmund look I mean as we say we're going to get on to the second half but I I, my overall thought is Berkey should be doing better with that Um, I mean I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it but I think he's got to do better for me. I'm going
1: to be careful what I say, mate, because if I say anything about goalkeeper, I know Jack be down my throat. So, he, Berkey should be doing a lot better than what he did. I would Like you said, he, he pulled some outstanding saves off, he did. But he has to be doing better with that, that goal. He, even, like, punch over the bar, any, anything. Yeah, do, do, do anything, anything apart from what he tries try to, try to do, basically. It is, nah, Berkey, I think Berkey,
0: Berkey I might have cost Dortmund the league. I mean possibly but... I, I don't I think it's a little bit harsh to look at it like that it's probably true in the grand scheme of things it is probably true With seven points being between the teams now but I think that with the way that Dortmund was going in the first half I think that goal just before half time really knocked the stuffing out of him. like I mean it's a great time to score if you're the opposition because you go in and you've landed a blow before half time haven't you um, I just think he's got to do better there And it was a shame that that's the goal that won the game in the end um, Obviously we are going to cover bits of what happened in the second half But essentially that did turn out to cost Dortmund in the end
1: Let's go on to the second half then mate um,
0: Yeah I mean two substitutions at half time um, Jaden Sancho replacing Julian Brandt And Emre Chan coming on for Thomas Delaney Who um, come
1: off for Hummels? I must have missed that who off of I Hummels? think Hummels
0: came, on, came off a bit later Did he? I'm sure he did Because sure sure I know that Emre Can came on for Thomas Delaney in centre midfield And Sancho came on for Brandt And I know Hummels got brought off I'm, I'll have to double check that yeah. Who replaced him But um, Yeah Thomas Delaney as we mentioned before I thought he had a really actual Witzel that's who it was Yes Witzel came on for Hummels yeah, didn't he, he. Um, Thomas Delaney I think can count himself really unlucky Because he had a really solid first half um, I noticed as well that when Sancho came on at half-time, he took up a more central role, whereas he usually operates off either wing, because um, I noticed that Guerrero likes to stay wide left and then make the runs inside in- inside the fullback. And And uh, it was Hakimi that was doing the same on the other wing, so Sancho kind of went more central. Um, I'm not sure if that worked, to be quite no, honest I, I, with you. I agree, mate. I don't, I don't think it worked at all.
1: Hakimi, that game, on Tuesday night, I didn't think he was his best. No. Boy, has been for the past two weeks.
0: I think when you when you look at the opposition that Dortmund have been playing in the last few weeks, and yes, they've done well. They, you know, they scored four against Schalke. Um, they beat Wolfsburg 2-0. Bayern Munich is a step up from everybody in that league. You've got to be on your game constantly. One mistake and they'll punish you. It'll cost you.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I mean, in the end, the mistake did cost them, although not through any of the outfield players. But... Um, Yeah, I didn't think the Sancho playing in the centre, I didn't think that worked. I I think he he looked like, and you would have thought with him playing in the centre of the pitch that he'd have got a bit more involved, but he looked so passive. There's something not right there. I know we said this together, didn't we? That um, there's something not right with the Sancho thing. I can't put my finger on it, he just doesn't look the same player. There's something going on behind closed doors. I think so.
1: I I think he could be on his way out of Dortmund. I think he could be on his way to the Premier League, mate.
0: But that's my opinion. Is I mean, we'll wait to see what happens with that. But yeah,
1: let's just go on to Erlen Highland as well, mate. 18 touches in the first
0: half, yeah, one not, shot on not target. Not good enough. No, it wasn't. not good and then, enough.
1: unfortunately, he did come off injured. Which
0: do you, do you want to know the difference, right? And. and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, I picked up a difference straight away. Now, you look at the influence that Lewandowski has on the game compared to the influence that Erling Haaland has on the game. There's your two polar opposites there. Lewandowski's world-class, Haaland's aspiring to be world-class. If if Haaland does want to reach that level, he's going to have to start being a bit more involved in the game. I mean, sometimes his first touch, it's like a trampoline, man. I love the kid, you know, I I think he's brilliant, but sometimes his touch, it's like a trampoline. I think... With Erlen Haaland,
1: I don't think he gets the right balls in, or he just doesn't get the right service, I don't think, sometimes. And when you've got a striker that's like six foot, whatever he is. He needs to be putting him on his head or something because he's so
0: isolated up there on his own. He, yeah. he did look very isolated. I think he's he's quite quick as well. So if he wanted to, he could run the channels. You know, like a bit like what Yusuf Poulsen does mm. for Leipzig. Kind of, I mean, he's not he's not going to be that player, but I think he's quick enough to run the channels like like Poulsen does. I just think he He looks like he struggles to get into the game a little bit. I mean, the, the kid was such a whirlwind whirlwind when he came on the scene. I mean, he scored all them goals for RB, Salzburg. Um, you know, he he scored all these goals in Germany when he first came in his first 10 games, but he just looks a little bit like he'd lost a little bit of confidence, like he's lacking something. I don't think the way Dortmund play helps him in a sense because I think that because the only player with one striker, I mean, they did last season with Alcacer when he was in on loan. They play the same system, but Alcacer seemed to fit a little bit better into the team. He seemed to link it a little bit better. I think Haaland, because he's so goals driven, sometimes I think he's going to, I mean, Boateng and um, who else Uh, Alaba Alaba marshalled him very well I think they played him very well Um, it was a bit of a shame to see him come off injured I'd like to have seen him at least have one chance at goal Um, I know he did have a chance at goal in the second half Um, we'll get on to that in a minute but to be honest, there was a few chances for either side. Um, I noticed Bayern got in down the right-hand side of the pitch quite early on in the second half. Kingsley Coman overhitting the cross where Lewandowski was waiting for a tapping. in. Um, Erling so, Haaland actually had a great chance. Now, this is what I wanted to cover with you. Haaland receives the ball. He takes one touch with his left foot and tries to hit it into the far corner, past Neuer. Yes. Right? Now, when you see the replay, Boateng goes to ground and the ball actually hits the top of his arm. Penalty. I'm surprised they didn't make more of that. I'm surprised they didn't get to VAR for it. I am. But the thing is, I think it was because nobody from... Nobody from Dortmund actually shouted for it, did they? No. Nobody actually called for a penalty, which I really couldn't understand. Because if that was me, I'll be honest, with this VAR system in now, I'd be I'd be screaming. I'd be thinking, you know, you, you've you got a chance of getting a penalty here. I would try and make more of it. But, um, yeah, I, was, I mean... Uh, I thought it looked like a penalty to me. Maybe I'm clutching at straws. Maybe it's my heart speaking and not my head. But yeah, I thought they could have made a little bit more of that because Boateng, I mean, it, well, if you're down on the ground, your arm's going to be out anyway on an position. Look, anybody that's got any comments about that, leave them in the comment section because I'd be interested to hear other people's thoughts. I actually thought it was a penalty, but um, yeah, obviously turning out not to be. Um, again, we mentioned Haaland looked very isolated at times. They struggled to get into the game at most points, especially in the first half. I know he had a few chances, but he didn't look involved really too much. Um, well, so I thought anyway, but he eventually came off with an injury after 71 minutes and uh, Giovanni Reina came on for him, son of Claudio Reina. used to play for Manchester City. I did. Yeah, back in the day. I still,
1: I still think that they need a backup striker, don't
0: Well, I think it's... That was going to be my next point. You've literally took the words right out of my mouth. That, for me, would be my next port of call. All right, play Erling Haaland as your top centre forward, but you're going to need someone to back him up Mm because Dortmund cannot play with a false nine. They need a focal point, a striker. They're going to need someone that um, can kind of chip in with a fewer seasons as well as Haaland because they're going to struggle next year if they don't have any backup for him. It was the same last year with Alcacer, though. Um, Great player, Pacquiao. Yeah, a good player. I'm surprised they didn't get him on a permanent, but yeah. they obviously looked early in Haaland, really, and kind of just went from there. But uh, Bayern also making a sub in the second half, Ivan Perisic replacing Kingsley Coman. I can understand this one because King uh, Kingsley Coleman, his injury record and his fitness can be called into question sometimes. No one can call into question how quick he is. He's rapid, but I think his fitness... Uh sometimes I think he lets himself down a little bit. Um they did actually bring Perisic on for him, which I thought was a good sub actually. Uh Perisic, former Dortmund player from back in the day. I remember him scoring in the Champions League against Arsenal, uh for Dortmund. Um good player to bring off the bench, really, got legs, good at you know, good at whipping in crosses, good at getting in on the back stick for crosses off from the other side. Felt that was a good substitution to make, really. It kind of forced Dortmund's hand a little bit. Um the game kind of went a bit scrappy in the second half. A few late challenges with yellow cards for Mo Dahoud and Alfonso Davis. Uh, Dortmund actually made another sub with Goethe coming on for Pichak. So you, that obviously meant a change of shape then for Dortmund. I know you texted me straight away and said that's definitely a change of shape. They're going to oh, go yeah. for it now. Um, Dahoud. Um, to be fair to him, I thought he had an all right game Tuesday night. Um. He had quite a few shots on goal, actually. Easy saves, really, for Neuer, But I think it was the fact he was getting into them positions to shoot. Um, yeah, I was quite impressed with Modahood. I thought he looked quite. Well, he looked up to the pace, whereas on Saturday he looked a bit off it, mm. to be honest. Um, Bayern making some more subs. Uh, Boateng actually coming off, uh, off, and Teo Hernandez coming on. Another good young player, French international. Um. Yeah, I think he's one for the future with Bayern. I think they I can see him keeping him for the long haul. I think he's a really good signing. Um, Vitzel coming on for Moda Hood in the end.
1: Oh, Moda Hood. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm trying to get the Hummels one up. Actually, I can't remember who actually because you're allowed five subs, aren't you? Mm. So I can't remember who come on for Hummels. Um, Bayern making a sub late on with, uh, Javi Martinez defensive stalwart, can play centre-half, centre-midfield, so as soon as Hansi Flick bought Martinez on, I thought that's it, they're shutting up shop now because they took Gnabry off. That was so,
1: it, they took
0: Gnabry off, that was it. So, so, so they replaced a winger with a defensive mm. midfielder, so I think that said everything about um, where the game was going, really, especially late on. I mean, you can understand why teams do it, it's to shut up shop, isn't it, and yeah. keep your lead. Um I don't know what you thought about this, but I'll bring it up. Three minutes added on at the end of the game. Do you think it should have been a little bit more for all the substitutions and stoppages there was? I don't maybe, know if maybe. I'm making an amount out of maybe, a them.
1: Maybe mola. another minute, like. but I think three minutes was just about right, mate. I, think. I just
0: thought with the amount of substitutions they made, I mean, each team made between three and five subs, so you think, well, oh, you're looking at 10, 30 seconds there. for Each one of them, plus the free kicks, yellow cards, corners, etc. Um... I don't know if I'm clutching at straws there, but I think it should have been a little bit more. I would probably say four or five minutes, but...
1: Maybe maybe four minutes, but...
0: Um, well. Yeah, unfortunately, mate, we've got to cover this a little bit. The league's looking more and more like Bayern Munich now, isn't it? Unfortunately, mate, yes it
1: is, because I can't see Bayern Munich dropping points.
0: That, that's exactly the point, though, isn't it? It's not that It's, I don't think, I don't, it's not that I don't think Dortmund could claw it back. But I can't see Bayern dropping points. It's where they're gonna drop points? Yeah, I can't see it. I'll be honest. Oh, I, I can't see it. I think that uh, Munich are just gonna to be too strong at this stage. Really disappointing for Dortmund at home. I expected a little bit more. I expected them to at least score. But when you come up a team against, you know, when you come up against a team like Bayern Munich, you're always gonna find it difficult. And they're just going like a train out. They? They, they really are. They're just powering home now. I think that's the league gone. It's a real shame. But I think Dortmund, they're going to have to learn some lessons next year. They're going, to, they're going to really have to develop a proper spine for the team and really decide which way they want to go. Um, but to kind of wrap that game up, I think it's Bayern Munich's league now. And just a quick question, just to kind of end that. its I, I, I don't know, I guess we'll come back to you later on in the podcast, but who's going to be good enough to topple them and stop the trend of Bayern Munich winning leagues? One fourteen out of the last 20.
1: Maybe Leipzig. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Push.
0: I don't know. I I think what what I want to do with that, because we're going to be covering the Bundesliga obviously again next weekend, Um, I want you to think about that. And on later podcasts, I want you to get back to me. Because I've been thinking about this for quite a while and I really don't know the answer.
1: It's tough, mate. It, it, depending on next season, because if... Like I say, if Leipzig can keep hold of Werner, Paulson, players like that, Umman Makano, um if they can keep hold of players like that, I think Leipzig are a team to watch next season. I do I do, I do believe but,
0: that, but I
1: just can't see them keeping on the team of Timo Werner next season. Team of Werner's gonna be
0: in the Premier League next season, I, I can guarantee that. Well it's looking more, increasingly more likely, isn't it? Yep, hundred per cent, mate. Um Let's move on then. Yeah, moving on to the one of the half past seven kickoffs: Werder Bremen versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Not
1: really a lot so far this
0: game. No, it? there wasn't. Um, <laughs> apart from the fact there was three yellow cards, and Was there a red in this game? No, oh, there was four substitutions for Mönchengladbach and three for Werder Bremen, and I think that's about all the talking points that we've got for that one. And the final score was nil, nil, nil. nil. As match of the day you'd call it, a ball draw. ball draw, yeah. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, I would love to be able to come up with things to talk about in this game, but apart from the fact that each team made at least three subs is about all I can talk about with that one. Just two poor, poor teams in poor form at this minute time. Well, Munch and Gladbach, to be fair, I mean, I know they got beat last time out, but you'd expect them to do a little bit better, wouldn't you? I mean... If you look at the possession stats, with Munch and Gladbach having 54% of the ball, I would have said with Bremen, the position they're in, you'd expect Borussia to have a little bit more of the game, wouldn't you? Um, I mean, to be fair, to Werder Bremen, they actually had 12 attempts at goal. Um, So that suggests to you, really, compared to Munch and Gladbach's kind of stats... Look, I don't like going off stats all the time, but I think it does tell a little story of the game. Werder Bremen, to be honest, they could have nicked that game. And if Werder Bremen win... That's a huge, huge result for Bremen. Especially at home to Munch and Gladbach, who, let's be honest, the way they've been playing this season, you wouldn't expect them to get a point out of that game, considering the form of the two sides, you know, when you compare them together. Um, I'm actually quite surprised Bremen didn't nick that, really. Um, Munch and Gladbach, they kind of... I think, because they were so into the title race, they've kind of hit a little bit of a blip now. They've they've kind of hit a brick wall, because they lost. I mean, they lost last time out... They drew last uh, Tuesday night to Werder Bremen. I think that's their league hopes gone for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to tell you different. I just can't see it. Um, I, I, I still think Munch and Gladbach, if they can keep the players they've got, will be all right next year. I think they'll get top four. Um, I guess we'll just kind of, have, kind of have to wait and see with that. Um, moving on to the next half past seven kickoff. This, um, game, this was a hell of a game and I didn't expect this to be honest um, Eintracht Frankfurt three Freiburg three um, Freiburg actually went 3-1-0 yes they did um, Vincenzo Grifo with the first goal for Freiburg just before the half hour mark um, seven minutes later Andre Silva equalising for Frankfurt I actually rate Andre Silva I'm quite surprised he went to Frankfurt. I know they were looking for a striker after Halil and Luka Jovic left. I'm actually quite surprised he went there. Wasn't he at AC Milan? He was. He was yeah, at AC Milan. Milan. Um, he was a Porto lad yeah, growing it. up.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm really, really surprised that he went to Eintracht Frankfurt. I mean, fair play to the guy because he's looking to play first-team football. Um, if they can keep him, they need to build the team around him next season. Rather than going with other people, I would suggest to Frankfurt, because they've struggled this year, if they base the team around silver and get a strong spine to the team, I think they'll be alright. Um they have really struggled this year. Um, like you say, as you rightly mentioned, Freiburg went into a 3-1 lead with Niels Petterson and Holler scoring to make it 3-1, and that was just around the seventy minute mark. Um, the uh, Japanese international, Kamada, who got the goals, if you remember, when Frankfurt knocked Arsenal out. Yeah. Well, when they beat Arsenal in... I think it was in the group stage of the Europa League, wasn't it? Kamada scoring the second and Timothy Chandler getting a late equaliser in the last 10 minutes for Frankfurt. I think we can both agree here, that was much, much needed. That equaliser could have saved them this year.
1: definitely,
0: mate. I mean, that could prove to be huge. One thing I will say... I think it shows there's definitely fighting spirit in that team. I mean, I'm really... Sup- I know Frankfurt have sold some of their kind of... I wouldn't say big hitters, but they've sold some of their better players over the last couple of years. Um, Haler and Jovic, just to name two of them. Um, but when you look at the league table, and we've mentioned this before, they do score a lot of goals, Frankfurt. I mean, they've got 44 this season, but they've conceded 52. Do you know what I mean? There's a, Only really there's a couple of teams in the Bundesliga that have actually conceded more goals than they have. And I think that speaks volumes. They just can't keep clean sheets. I mean, Freiburg have had a good season this year, but to, to concede three at home to Freiburg, you'd think, mm, yeah, I, I would. alarm bells would be ringing if it was me. Because mm. um, you couldn't see any of the top teams conceding three at home to Freiburg. Well, I certainly couldn't anyway. I mean, I know I've been wrong predicting before, but... Yeah Frankfurt very poor season this year. I think they'll just they just want to see the back of this year and stay up really. Um Freiburg kind of pushing for the last Europa League place. They're only 4 points off Wolfsburg. Um so that could be interesting come the end of if they can get if they can get to Europe that'd be a great achievement for Freiburg because they're a relatively small club really in Germany compared to the rest of them. Um I'd be interested to see what happens with that one. Um moving on guys. Was this the last one? This was the last Tuesday night game. It what? was the last what? half past seven kickoff, and the biggest result of the this day. This was
1: a shocker. Apart, result. apart
0: from their classic between Dortmund and Bayern, this was, the biggest, this was the biggest result for me. I well, look, I've been, I've been wrong predicting before, and I'll probably be wrong again. I did not see this coming at all. I, I mean, Wolfsburg of how average they looked against Dortmund to go and score four away at Leverkusen—that is no mean feat. That
1: especially an informed Leverkusen mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. A Leverkusen that has won the last two or two games—they look good in winning them two games. I mean, they battered Munch and Gladbach. You know, I think they deserve a hell of a lot of praise for how they've been playing. But my God, did Wolfsburg really turn up no, Tuesday night? Um, Pogracic, uh, the young centre-half playing for Wolfsburg, scored the first goal uh, just before half-time actually in the 43rd minute. Um, Brilliant time to score. Um, I think that kind of knocked Leverkusen because when you look at the rest of how the scoring trend went, uh, Maximilian Arnold scored. Yeah, Good player, good left foot. Scored halfway through the second half to make it 2-0. And then Renato Stefan scores a third four minutes later. Well, then you've gone from being 1-0 before half-time to halfway through the second half I'm having the mountain to climb because you're 3-0 down at home. Um, I mean, Wolfsburg did play some really good football. And Pogracic, the centre-half, actually scored another. Um, he got a double Tuesday night and made it 4-0. That's game over. Then, you know. um I know I've seen one, I think one of them was from a set piece, um, but the expecting big things from Pogracic, I think if I'm not wrong, he's only, yeah, he's 22 years older, I remember him saying it the other night, actually played for Red Bull Salzburg last year and he's been with him the last couple of years, big, big things apparently to come from Pogracic, I think he'll be a regular for the Croatian national side. Which is not easy to get into. No, not um, yeah, I'm expecting big things from him. Actually, he looked really good. But yeah, that
1: was that was a shock. That was a shock uh, of the uh, yeah the week or Tuesday's games.
0: Yeah, biggest shock for me. I know Baumgartlinger scored late on for Leverkusen to make it four-one, but the damage had already been done then. Um, Wolfsburg definitely not damaging their hopes of a Europa League place, putting three points between them and Hoffenheim. Uh, that's a big result for Wolfsburg and. A bloody good performance actually to go with it well, fine. Yeah. Um, right guys we're going to move on to Wednesday's games so um, night. last night's game yeah it? so the last last midweek round was on Wednesday uh, there was actually five games first game and probably the shock result of the night was the half past five kickoff between RB Leipzig and Hertha Berlin I didn't see Hertha getting a draw I know we said that they picked up form I still didn't expect him to get a draw at Leipzig um, to be honest with you, um, Hertha Berlin actually having a really really good game last night. Um, thirteen shots at goal, four you know, um, four on target, nine off target. If you're having thirteen shots at goal away at Leipzig, you, you've had a fairly decent game. Um, I mean, to be fair, Hertha Berlin s- since um, I think it's Bruno Labbadia who's in charge now. Yeah, it's Bruno Labbadia. He knows how to organise a team to get them playing well. Um, I've watched him before in German football. I think he was at Wolfsburg at one point. Did a good job at Wolfsburg um, before ultimately getting the sack, which really confused me because it looked like it was actually heading places. But um, yeah, big, big result for Hertha Berlin. Um, RB Leipzig, flattering to deceive again. Could
1: have gone second last night on the win.
0: One draw, 5-0 win. Draw. That's how their last three games has gone. And that effectively has en- ended their... T- if they win them three games, they're right in the hunt for the league. Well, they've drawn the league. too many games. Just in the space of three, Sam, they've drawn two. They were top of the league back end of December. Was it Christmas? Mm-hmm. No. Christmas time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Marco Gruic, a former Liverpool player, opening the score for Hertha Berlin. Lucas Klosterman equalising. Klosterman... Don't know your thoughts on him. He really impresses me, centre-half. Because Leipzig, they can play a three at the back. Um, they, they, to, be a, to be fair, they're quite competent at playing a four or a three. Klosterman, big, big player for Leipzig. Uh, a really, really strong footballer. I fancy him a Premier League team to come in for Klosterman. I think he's good enough. From what I hear, I think Tottenham was sniffing around him a little bit to try and... Um, Try and get his signature from what I heard. Be a good sign for Tottenham. Yeah, they really would mate because they need to strengthen Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be perfect for him. I really do. Um, into the second half, uh, Halstenberg getting a red card uh, for two yellows. So a combination of two yellow cards. Yes, all right. Leipzig scored after they had Halstenberg sent off. But you're really giving yourself a mountain to climb, aren't you? You are, mate. When you have a man sent off yeah. Especially when it's 1-1 It's I mean, tough when you've got Dan's 10 men as it is Yeah it is mate um, Patrick Schick Scoring five minutes After Halstenberg Got sent off Patrick Schick Another very underrated footballer um, I've watched him For the Czech Republic I've watched him for Leipzig I've watched him for Roma Although he didn't play much Very very useful footballer All left footed uh, Quite skillful, Quite quick Strong Good in the air Good player for Leipzig And I'm really surprised that a Premier League team hasn't come calling for shit because I think he's exactly the kind of player that a Premier League side would love. You know, he's got a bit of everything. Um, If you get a chance, I would go check up some of the stuff that he does because I tell you, he's a really handy footballer. Um, Camille Pioncek scoring late on with a penalty. Big signing from AC Milan after scoring a lot of goals in the first half of the season in Italy Mm -hmm. the other year. Um... Big big signing for her to Berlin. I think they paid a lot. I think it was fifteen twenty million euros. They paid, which is a lot of money for that football club. The player is yeah, he is. He's a proper centre forward. something Some moved from Milan to her.
1: It's a bit of a weird. One he, play, he, he, he
0: wanted first team football, mate. He wasn't. I mean, I watched a bit of the Italian league, and he wasn't getting a regular spot. At, and I think what he had done at I think I want to say Genoa. I'm sure it was Genoa that he was playing for when he scored a lot of goals in the first half of the season. AC Milan took a gamble on him. They buy him and he just didn't play. And when you're a player like that, you have to play football. He's a striker. You need confidence. And to, to score goals, you're going to need a bit of confidence or a bit of luck, one of the two. Um, yeah, Pioncek, good signing. Real, Polish international. Um, yeah, very handy footballer. He actually scored a penalty in the last 10 minutes to make it 2-2 and that's how it finished. Um, overall, uh, the best way I can describe that game, and the best way I can round it up, is two points dropped, big big opportunity lost. Mm, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, moving on to the next game, which was one of the half past seven kickoffs, uh, uh, FC Augsburg versus Paderborn. Um, Not like this one, is there? No, uh, it's again, mate. It's just one of them games. The biggest talking point was five substitutions for Paderborn. And five for Augsburg. I think that's the best we can round that up. Just to quickly run over the stats, Augsburg had 53% of the ball with 12 attempts on goal and only three on target. That just says everything, doesn't it, really? A distinct lack of quality in that game. I actually think Augsburg are a handier team than they let on, really, last night. Um, They're actually better than that, to be honest. Paderborn, I expected them. I can't remember what I predicted for this game, but I know I didn't say a Paderborn win. I just can't. say, again, fifteen shots on goal for Paderborn, only three on target. Again, another reason why they're struggling at the bottom of the league. They just don't have the quality. To be
1: honest, I thought Arsberg might have
0: nicked to nicked to even a goal in this game, but it ended up finishing 0 nil.
1: And like we said, boring game. To be honest,
0: not not the most. Not great. I actually, um, I actually watched a fair bit of that game, and I re- it was one of them. And I don't. I mean this in, as respectfully as I can. I wish I didn't. Mm. Um yeah, quite a fair lack of quality in the game really which resulted in it finishing nil nil. Um Augsburg as a result of that nil nil draw, um they sit in 12th place still Paderborn rock bottom of the league, 19 points. I think that kind of tells you all you need to know. Mm. Moving on to the next one for the half-past 7 kick kick-offs. Fortuna Düsseldorf 2 Schalke-Urfia won. Do
1: you know what gets me about this result? Schalke won 1-0 up.
0: Yeah. Weston McKennie, uh, American international, with the first goal uh, just as the second half started. Schalke are just a poor team, aren't they? That's three games on up. the bounce they've lost now.
1: I said two minutes. I need to get a result against of Wise, Fagner's literally on... He's His on thin ice, draws, isn't he? Yeah. He is on thin ice, isn't he? That
0: result really hit I think he's, he's quite sad as well, Sam, because I looked at Wagner, the job that he did at Huddersfield Town to get that... T- I mean, not just a club, to get that team that he had promoted from the Premier League with a minus goal difference, I might add. Um, to get them promoted, but to just... I don't know the summit not right at Schalke
1: especially Dusseldorf as well though, at the bottom of the league it's,
0: it's just. well I mean D- Dusseldorf like you say they're fighting right at the bottom of the league they're in 16th place they've, now, 16th, got, really. they've now gone 5 points above Werder Bremen but Werder Bremen have got to play yet. Yeah, the, but their game oh, in oh, hand yeah.
1: is next Wednesday
0: yeah next Wednesday that's when their game in hand is um, Dusseldorf I mean, by all accounts, they're not the best of teams, but you'd you'd still expect Schalke to go there and get a result. I mean, to take the lead and then to concede two goals, Reuven Hennings, um, veteran centre-forward for Dusseldorf, got weighed in, I think it's 12 goals this year, uh, and Karaman getting the goals for Dusseldorf have been a brilliant result for Dusseldorf. You've got to hand it to them. they got the result. They've turned up. They've beat Schalke 2-1. Schalke, what else can we say apart from how poor they actually look at the minute? They look like it. they're a team in free-fall. Yep. That's right. the last two podcasts we've said that and nothing seems to change with Schalke. They've got no focal point up front who they can, who's going to get goals for them. They're, they're struggling for creativity. They've scored one goal in three games. That's, for a club like the size of Schalke, it's not good enough. Shocking. It's not good enough at all. Düsseldorf um, with a brilliant win, but Schalke, worrying great, times.
1: Three points
0: for them. Um, moving on to the next of the half past seven games: Hoffenheim three, FC Cologne one. Um... The game really hinged this one. Um, one, of, one of our mates of the podcast, Adam Oliver, actually messaged me. I told you, didn't I? He messaged yeah. me asking what game he should watch. So
1: and I, I, I actually you, said
0: the Hoffenheim-Cologne yeah, game because I felt that was the game that would give goals and it would give action. And to be fair, one of the only times this year I've actually been right. Baumgartner scoring the opening goal for Hoffenheim and then 15 minutes later, Cologne get a red card. So, you know, you, you, you're fighting an uphill battle there if you're Cologne straight away because you're 1-0 down. You've had a man sent off. Um, I mean, into the second half, the game was over Within five minutes of the second half Starting, Baumgartner getting another And Stefan Zuber You know, Stefan Zuber getting another goal for Hoffenheim So that just finishes the game um, I mean, to be fair To Cologne, they actually missed a penalty as well After they scored their first goal through uh, Kainz. Um Quite a shocking penalty, isn't Mark it? Oat, Yeah, it was terrible it was shocking. Um, Mark Ute actually missing the penalty so you think they might have had a chance. If they score that penalty and get back to 3-2, Hoffenheim, you know, squeaky bum time at the end, you'd think that they might be able to get a result from that. It proved otherwise. Um, I mean, Hoffenheim, with a win, they're kind of keeping up with the Europa League places. They're chasing Wolfsburg and they're only three points behind them. The only thing I'd say uh, with Hoffenheim, when you look at their goal difference, is minus nine compared to Wolfsburg, who would sit on uh, plus six See, so look at the contrast of the two teams there that are fighting for the same position. You'd say Wolfsburg have probably been the better all season, but there's only three points between them. Mm. So Hoffenheim has still got a chance of getting into Europe, really. FC Cologne, the mid-table, the seven points above the drop zone. I, th- um, I think they're going to be all right, though. I, yeah, think, I think Cologne are one right. of them teams that are going to be all right yeah, this yeah. year.
1: They're not ones that they're not, they're not in an awful form. They're just no, no. They're just the one of them teams, teams aren't they? they?
0: The kind of if they have a mediocre season, that's good for them because mm. they've not gone down. So. To me, anything is a positive really. Just a better team one, one night. Yeah, there was a better team. Um, Hoffenheim getting a good win there, three one. And to be fair, they actually both had a man sent off. Hobner uh, Hubner got sent off just after half time, but the door was already three 0 up then. Um and obviously with uh, Cologne having a man sent off in the first half, it kind of evened the game up, but I think the game was already gone by then really. Yeah. Um one more game, mate. Yeah, just one more game to cover of the Wednesday night games, half past seven kickoff, Union Berlin versus Mainz. This game um, I think we'd mentioned it in the previous podcast This game was actually very important And not for the team that you'd think it was You would have thought at the start of the season That Union Berlin would have struggled this year To be honest it's actually proved anything but It's Mainz that have struggled And I actually think this is a good point for Mainz Because Union Berlin In front of fans or not They're a very very strong side at home The the coach has really drilled into them A strong defensive unit A a strong tight-knit unit that keeps a fair few clean sheets and I know they did in the first half of the season
1: sorry about Mr Mr. Ice Cream Money just wanted to be a bit noisy yeah yeah, Angelo
0: was outside waiting to get in on the the app. he stuck his head through a window and asked if he (laughs) can get in on it but I said no Um, sorry back to that yeah anyway bit of humour out the way Um, Mainz very good draw much needed as well especially is, after they
1: played against Leipzig Yeah, this is the game I got right this is the correct score yes, I got right yes this is
0: the one point that Sam's got over everybody else Woo! this year was calling this game a draw um, well done to Sam for calling it um, I just couldn't see it being a high end scoring game well it's not it's between two teams that don't necessarily score a lot right. of goals but they don't they don't defend well either Um I think a 1-1 draw was a reasonable result, really, to call. uh, Proved to be that way. Um, Baku opening the scoring for Mainz in the 13th minute before Ingevartsen scored after 33 minutes. A game with another red card. So, just on Wednesday night's games alone, there was four red cards. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's quite poor, really. I mean, there was no red cards on Tuesday night. But they they seem to make up for it on Wednesday night. Four red cards. Must be a Wednesday thing. Yeah, it must be I don't know. <laughs> they must just it's Hunt Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Hunt Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, quite quite strange really. Um Union Berlin having a man sent off, uh Andrik sent off for Union Berlin. I think um Union Berlin will be alright, but they still need to pick up a few points between now and the end of the season. Mainz are banging trouble. Um I'd love to see Mainz stay up I think they're quite a good club they're well run they, um, they, they, they tend to give chances to a lot of the youth players that they have um, so yeah I'd be yeah I'd be very surprised if Mainz went down but they do need to start picking up points fairly quickly Yeah, I think they'll, um, I think
1: they'll stay up anyway I'm to go too
0: much I, I hope so um, I really hope so because um, I do like Mainz, to be fair, as a football club. Um, I'd like to see them stay up, really, to have another crack at it next year. Um, so, guys, that has finished the midweek round-up of the Bundesliga. Right. Now we're going to go into score predictions for the weekend.
1: Yep, so we'll start off with Friday's game. Uh, Freiburg versus Leverkusen. Um, you said... Freiburg nil
0: Leverkusen two. Yeah, I fancy Leverkusen to bounce back after a disappointing result at home to Wolfsburg. Yeah,
1: I went with two one Leverkusen. I think there'll be, I think there'll be a few goals in it. Is that
0: half time. past seven kickoff? Uh, by the way, Friday. Y- yes, it is. I, I want to give the, I want to give the viewers the right information. Yeah, it is a, it's a uh, seven thirty kickoff Freiburg Leverkusen on yep. Friday. Um, um, moving on to Saturday's games. First, yep. well, there's four half past two kickoffs.
1: So we'll start off with Her, her to Berlin versus Augsburg. You went 2 1 Her for Berlin. Yeah,
0: I went 1 1 in this one. I think this will be a draw. I do. Mm. Yeah, I can see why you'd call it a draw, though. I think, to be honest, if I was going to sway anyway, I'd go. The way that you've gone, really, um with a draw. I know I put a her to win because I think her have picked up some decent form, but a draw looks a reasonable result in that game, yeah. to be honest.
1: Yeah. Uh next one, uh Schalke versus Werder Brennan. You said one nil Schalke. Mm-hmm. I said one one.
0: So I've gone for another draw. What did we mention for the Mainz Hoffenheim? I'm gonna
1: go back on to that in a minute. hmm Okay. But, um, yeah, you said one nil Schalke, I went 1-1 with this one. I just think two poor teams, Schalke especially. Yeah. But we won't get on back on the Schalke because I'm sick of hearing about Schalke all the time. So every, every podcast we mention about Schalke in bad form, well, there's there's, no, there's nothing good to say about Schalke. And I'm sorry if we're offending any Schalke fans, but there isn't a, a lot to shout thing. about, is it? No, it's just the way it is. Um, go back and on, going back on to Mainz versus Hoffenheim You said You went for a draw this
0: one You said 1-1 one, one, I went with 2-0 Hoffenheim I can see why You'd go that way though With Mainz being Very very leaky At mm. the back um, Don't keep too many Clean sheets Hoffenheim Getting a good result really Yep In midweek
1: Next one uh, Wolfsburg Versus Frankfurt You mm. said 2-0 Wolfsburg mm-hmm. I went 2-1 Wolfsburg I think Frankfurt will score
0: I can see why you'd go I mean I just went Because Frankfurt can't seem to keep a clean sheet But they do score goals Now I know that I'd suggest that Frankfurt had scored But I think Wolfsburg at home They're quite strong um, I know they lost to Dortmund But I think teams can be excused for losing at home to Borussia Dortmund so. yeah, Definitely
1: uh, next game mate Bayern Munich versus Dusseldorf oh, you said Christ almighty you said 3-0 Bayern I went 4-0 Bayern this could be a cricket spell
0: it could be Um, I'd get the stumps out and get your cricket pads on if yep. I were you I can see that being a well to say a one sided affair I think that could be a little bit of an understatement get your beers out get everything out because you're going
1: to need it for that game and if I'm wrong if I'm wrong, I'll eat my I'll, words. I'll but there, I'll eat my words, but I just can't see Dusseldorf. God, can you imagine my, yeah. Dusseldorf
0: turning up and turning Bayern Munich over? Oh,
1: I <sighs> not imagine it, man. I couldn't imagine it. Scenes.
0: Um, Sunday's games, then. We've got two
1: for Sunday. We've got Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Union Berlin. I like that. I like it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you went 3-1 Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, I
0: said 2-2 in this one. Mmm. Mmm. It's a bold prediction, mate. I tell you, if that comes in for you, that's a good point, are not there? Because point. You, you, you've got to be a brave man to back Union Berlin, getting two goals at God back. although it's not beyond the realms of possibility, exactly. to be honest.
1: Anything can happen. Anything. Anything can, can, happen. can happen. Anyway, at least stop doing that we'll get done for copyright. Um. <laughs> anyway, last game on Sunday, uh, Paderborn versus Dortmund. You said
0: 2-0 Dortmund. I went... 3 Dortmund mm, I think Dortmund Need to put The result On Tuesday night Behind them yeah, They need to start Well against Paderborn Get an early goal And I think They'll be alright Yeah they do mate They do uh,
1: And the last game The last uh, game To finish off The
0: weekend Clone
1: Versus Red Bull Leipzig You went 2-1 Leipzig I also went 2-1 Leipzig The only game We actually Yeah um,
0: Leipzig Very good performance Away from home in the uh, last time out against Mainz, away from home, they played really well, Won 5 0 it could have been 10. Um, Cologne, to be fair, they're quite strong at home. Uh, the Ryan Energy Stadium is a bit of a fortress for Cologne, I don't think many teams enjoy going there. Um, but yeah, um, I can see a Leipzig winning that one. Yep,
1: same. Let's go on to the uh, Bundesliga table
0: then mate Yeah we'll just quickly round up the Bundesliga table As we're going to start doing at the end of every podcast Um, Bayern Munich sitting first on 64 points In second Borussia Dortmund 57 points In third RB Leipzig with 55 points In fourth you've got Borussia Mönchengladbach with 53 points In fifth place is Bayer Leverkusen on 53 points in 6th, you've got Wolfsburg on 42. And in 7th, you've got Hoffenheim with 39. In 8th, you've got Freiburg with 38 points. And in 9th, you've got schalke 04 on 37 points. In 10th, Hertha Berlin on 35. 11th, you've got FC Cologne on 34 points. In 12th, FC Augsburg on 31 13th, Union Berlin on 31 points also. In 14th place, Eintracht Frankfurt on 29 points. In 15th, you've got Mainz on 28 points. 16th place, Fortuna Dusseldorf on 27 points. In 17th, Werder Bremen on 22 points. And to prop up the table, Paderborn on 19 points.
1: So that's the Bundesliga table, guys. Um, just want to do a massive shout-out to everyone that's given us feedback on this podcast.
0: Yeah, um, it is very, very much appreciated. Yeah, we love great. the feedback we've been getting. Yeah, thank
1: you very much to everyone that's messaged us about this podcast. We really are enjoying it, we are. It um, inspires us
0: to do more. Yeah,
1: it does. We've had so much feedback, it's been mad.
0: Yeah, very, very humbling, actually, um, yeah. the, the feedback we've got so far. I want to go on record as saying that because... Um, we are truly grateful to the people that take the time out of the day to give us feedback because in in today's society it can be easily overlooked when people are trying to do things like this Um, so we do appreciate each and every single person that gets in touch uh, whether that be um, Facebook, through YouTube, comments, likes, subscribes, everything it all means the world to us guys and it definitely inspires us to do more which is what we love doing and what I love doing is talking the back legs off a donkey so which i can do fairly well oh, yeah. so uh, yeah cheers Sam. So, hopefully guys um, we can get the well once the league of santander returns we'll be
1: doing um my this is going to be a regular thing we're going to do one european podcast and then we're going to do the premier league one as well so we are still want to do it on this channel but we're just going to try and get two out a day maybe we're yeah still have um, talks by it, but we're I think not
0: going to want to, to it. what i think the message that i really want to give to the listeners is we're gonna keep the content. It's just gonna keep. It's bam, bam, keep bam. Rolling. Yeah, keep rolling with it. The content's gonna keep coming. We've got some big, big plans for the podcast. Really good ideas. Some that Sam's come up with. Some that I've come up with. We're gonna bang our heads together and get some really, really good content out there, guys. It's it's all thanks to you, really. It's all thanks to the listeners that give us. You know, we've got a platform in a podcast to speak on, but it requires people to give you feedback could you do this better could you anything is appreciated guys honestly we don't overlook anything any feedback that anybody gives us it's honestly it's all good to us it's all good vibes all positive just means a lot guys it really does
1: we're just so grateful especially in times like we are in at this minute in time it's really does mean a lot to us yeah it does
0: i think sam's definitely right in what he says there that we are so grateful for everything that we've been given so far um, and we're going to keep delivering bam 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 keep yep. delivering the good content good vibes positivity love the football and we love to talk about it so yep. why not anything else to add mate nope I think we can wrap that up
1: yep so uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast it really uh, does mean a lot for you to take the time out of your day just listen to us for an hour going on about football Yeah, me um, blabbing on as usual yep so if you are new to the channel make sure you subscribe leave a like share this on Facebook share it around everywhere we're trying to get it out everywhere um leave a comment down below for your score predictions for the weekend and on that note I think that's it mate
0: yeah the same yeah
1: so thank you for everyone for listening and uh peace out
0: yeah peace alvida same